Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, psychologist, relationship coach, attachment theory expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, author of Love Magnet and Athletic Wear Connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract to healthy relationship. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. Buckle up and let's get vulnerable. It's your host, Dr. Morgan. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. You all, we hit 4 million downloads. I am just in so much gratitude this month. I think about this community, all the people who this podcast has helped. I appreciate all your messages, all the encouragement. I cannot wait to continue to deliver you the best relationship advice, attachment theory, wisdom, answering everything you need to know for healing and becoming your securely attached self. And wow, this month is a special month. It's November And to honor hitting this major milestone, we're doing a really amazing offer uh, for the Empowered Secure Love Program. Some of you have heard about it. You will get a very special gift pack this month when you join, including this Boundaries Are Hot hat that I'm wearing right now and a journal Uh, that is branded, that has affirmations on the front. It's a really cute journal. Obviously, journaling is a big part of the program and doing the healing work. So I wanted to make you a Dr. Morgan personalized journal. It's so cute. And then you even will get a little bracelet that reminds you of your worthiness. It says, I am enough. And it's handpicked by me. It's really cute, light, purple, lavender-y color. It's adorable. So you'll get all that and the Boundaries audio course that is normally $397. You get that completely free as well as a discount on the program this month. So major, major incentive. This is the time. This is our, our Black Friday offer. We're doing it for the whole month of November. And I just want to say that if you've been on the fence, if you know, hey, I really need to work on me, I've been putting this off, Like this is the time. We've got, wow, less than, I don't even know the days, but I think less than 40 days at this point um, in 2023, which is mind-blowing. And no matter what you're working on in your life, like this is a time to get a head start so that as you go into 2024, you feel like, okay, I'm making progress. I know what I need to do, right? So I encourage you, if you know you want to work on your healing, maybe you've been stuck in really unhelpful, disappointing, exhausting dating patterns, and you're really ready to meet your person in 2024, then, hey, this is the time. You can apply to the Empowered Secure Love program and speak with one of our program advisors. They will answer all your questions. They'll give you a relationship assessment, let you know where you're at, and they'll be able to help you see if the program is a good fit for you. So I encourage you, apply now. This is literally the best time. 
And I am very excited today for this episode. We are going to talk all about disorganized attachment, aka fearful avoidant attachment. This does not get talked about enough. This is the attachment style that I have had for a large portion of my life prior to learning how to embody secure attachment, prior to doing healing work. I spent a lot of time in a disorganized place. So what is disorganized attachment? If we look at it, we go all the way back to the strange situation experiment with Mary Ainsworth and John Bowlby back when they were looking at understanding what is the attachment system? What are attachment styles? They did this experiment with mother and baby and they would have mom leave the room and they would see how the child reacts when mom leaves the room. And then they would also see how the child reacts when they are reunited with mom. So what's interesting when we look at disorganized attachment, AKA fearful avoidant, where you have characteristics of both anxious attachment and avoidant attachment styles, you have both. When the baby was reunited with the mother, they would see the most interesting behaviors. You would have the baby clinging to the mom and crying in one moment and in the next, running away from mom, going to play with their toys and acting completely disinterested in the mother. So what does that tell us for our adult romantic relationships, right? This says, okay, this is a brain, an attachment system, a relationship attachment system that is very confused, that really struggles to know what to do in a relationship, that one moment is really insecure, wanting a ton of reassurance, and in the next is disinterested and aloof and cold, right? And when I think about how that shows up in people's dating lives, I have so much compassion because I've been there and I know the pain and I know how exhausting it is. And those of you listening who can relate to the disorganized attachment style, I know that you get it too. Like you, you know, um, some of the things to look out for with disorganized attachment is we have inconsistent and hard to predict relationship behaviors. So how do we break that down? This is somebody who, once again, maybe one moment they're really wanting to be close. And then the next moment they don't want anything to do with you. Right? So this could be that person who they take you out on three dates and you're having a great time and you're so close and you're getting super close. And then all of a sudden they don't return your calls or they say like, Hey, I just don't think we're a good fit. And they totally pull away. So this is that pull you in, push you away behavior. And those of you who've been on the receiving end of this, you also know how painful this is, right? And what is really important to understand is this doesn't just happen. This, this comes out of childhood experiences that absolutely include relational trauma 
And specifically, we can see this with a lot of unpredictability in caregivers um, or abandonment, neglect, um, someone who's probably in and out of the foster system is a good example. A lot of chaos, a lot of change, right? Because you think about it, if you don't have a stable caregiver relationship, how do you build a stable model for what a relationship is or for how you're supposed to show up in the relationship, right? So we know that disorganized attachment style is highly associated with childhood trauma, right? And I don't mean just big T trauma. We're talking little T here, relational trauma, things that they've experienced from their caregivers. And this is where when I see someone with disorganized attachment who maybe they've become just secure enough and they've got some secure attachment going on, but not fully securely attached and they're building a relationship. A lot of times you see this person get really close. Maybe they're engaged or even they get married and they're in this relationship and then they will have this compulsive tendency to lash out at their partner, to devalue their partner, to suddenly distance from the partner. And it comes from this feeling of, I am my model for a relationship is that I am not used to stable, consistent, predictable love, right? So I am lashing out, devaluing, maybe even there's infidelity, whatever is required to create that chaos that the person is used to in the relationship, right? So once again, disorganized attachment style, speaking from experience and from all the clients I've worked with, this is probably, well, I know it is the most painful attachment style. This is actually a lot of the people I work with come to me and they have this attachment style and it's because they're in so much pain and they're like, yep, I know I need to change it. Pain is a motivator, right? So I see a disproportionate number of people with disorganized attachment because they're, they're in a lot of pain and I get it because that was me in the past. Okay. And what, what else would we want to know is that with this attachment style, a lot of protest behaviors are going to be common. Um, there's such a lack of trust. And I am going to, in this episode, I'm going to talk about the growth areas for this attachment style. Like what are the things to work on? Cause there is hope. Okay. You can work on this attachment style. Um, but I wanted to just talk about some of the things that they, that you struggle with first. And one of those is, protest behaviors. So lots of testing of the relationship and it comes from this lack of trust. Okay. So protest behaviors, you know, threatening to break up with someone, um, or actually going on a break, pushing the person away in some, in some way. Um, over communication at other times, sending those 17 text messages. So I know I have past episodes on protest behaviors, but those are going to be really common with a disorganized attachment style. Also, I think it's worth mentioning a lot of times people with borderline personality disorder, if they've been diagnosed with that, 
I would say that there is a chance that they simply may have a disorganized attachment style and that it could be misdiagnosed as borderline personality disorder. There's a lot of overlap, um, but to qualify for borderline personality disorder, there's certain requirements that are not present in a disorganized attachment style. So sometimes I think lack of awareness of attachment theory among clinical psychologists could create for misdiagnosis and giving people BPD, uh, which is so, I think back to, I talked about this on the podcast before, but my, one of my early therapists uh, had that conversation with me and I was myself a psychologist in training at the time. And we talked through the traits that were overlapping and how this was really showing up as trauma and disorganized attachment and did not in fact meet criteria for BPD. Um, so not that BPD is bad. I think when you are diagnosed with that, you can give people a lot of healing, a lot of understanding. I just want to point out that I think it's misdiagnosed at times. So anyways, I have so much compassion for you if you relate to disorganized attachment, because what happens is it's like a pendulum swing. One moment you can be experiencing those anxious attachment traits. And then the next you can pendulum swing over to the avoidantly attached traits. And what happens is that is so jarring to your sense of self. You feel like you have whiplash when you're in a relationship, right? It's so unpredictable of how am I going to feel moment to moment? How am I going to relate to this person moment to moment? Right. There's a, there's a lot of pain there. Um, and I want to give hope. So moving on to the hope part of this podcast, I want to, I want to talk about what are the growth areas? So what is somebody with disorganized attachment? What can they work on? Okay. Number one, they can work on regulating their emotions with disorganized attachment. A lot of times it feels like a tsunami. Your emotions are all over the place and there can be so much energy where one moment you're almost euphoric and the next moment you are incredibly sad or angry. So emotions tend to be all over the place. And it makes sense, right? If you think about a child who did not have a stable, attuned, present parent figure, they didn't have that. So they didn't learn how to regulate emotions. So this is one of the most important things with this attachment style is learning how to process and regulate emotions. Okay. Number two, this is important. One thing with disorganized attachment that happens is they struggle with object impermanence. What do I mean by that? When someone is not present, they go to fear of abandonment. They go to this person doesn't exist. They can be hyper independent. So this is an attachment style where if the person, AKA object is not present. The individual really struggles to internalize 
the relationship and internalize that this is someone who's in their life, who they can count on. So learning how to create that object permanence or internalize our relationships to know that just because somebody's not present or just because we haven't heard from them in the last day, that doesn't mean that the person is out of your life, right? Because it's so easy with this attachment style to say, well, if I haven't connected with this person, that means that they're gone, right? Disorganized attachment. They're going to jump to worst case scenario. This person doesn't want anything to do with me or they're just not going to be in my life anymore. They predict abandonment a lot. Okay. Moving on to number three. This one's huge. Okay. More than any of the other attachment styles, there is a high likelihood that you have a mental health condition that is coinciding with disorganized attachment styles. So we're talking generalized anxiety disorder, major depressive disorder, attention deficit, all kinds of mental health concerns. It's very highly likely that you'll have at least one of those that are coinciding with your attachment style. And here's, it's kind of like the chicken or the egg. Like did the attachment style come first and then the mental health concern or the mental health concern contributed to the attachment style. It doesn't really matter. Uh, what does matter is that part of healing disorganized attachment is addressing the mental health concerns. And oddly enough, I guess this isn't odd, but I find it fascinating. ADHD, highly likely with disorganized attachment. And it makes sense, doesn't it? If you think about once again, if you have to be on high alert with your environment, you don't know how your attachment figure is going to show up moment to moment. And you're checking your environment. You're in this survival mode from a young age, which can create ADHD like symptoms, you know, trouble focusing, et cetera. So there is a correlation there. Um, and, and this looks like just being aware of mental health, right? Being aware of it, working on it, noticing how your attachment style and your mental health conditions overlap and coincide. All right. Number four, we have highly negative views about self is really common and others. So simultaneously devaluing yourself and devaluing others. And, and this can lead to really tumultuous experiences in relationships, right? Whether it's shutting everyone out or acting in anger, acting in fear. This is really important to work on. Okay. I need to be able to have healthy views of self, loving, kind, compassionate views of self and I want to be able to transfer those views to how I think about the world as well. This is a huge growth area for disorganized attachment style is how do I work on healing my beliefs about self and my belief about others and the world and that I can value myself and I can value others and it is safe for me to do so. Okay. 
This is kind of a given, but I'll talk about it again. Number five here, fear of abandonment. This is huge, right? With disorganized attachment, there was most likely some form of abandonment, even if it was emotional, they've experienced some form of abandonment in their life. And unconsciously, their brain, their behaviors, they're doing everything to try to prevent it from happening again. And this can be so detrimental in terms of being able to have a long-term, healthy, stable relationship. When you're operating out of fear, you're not able to show up in ways that support connection, secure attachment, right? So we have to work on releasing the fear of abandonment in order to create more stability in relationships and create healthy relationship behaviors. Okay, moving on here. We've got a couple more. This one's really important. This next one is healing past trauma. I talk about this a lot and I love psychotherapy. You guys know that I'm a psychologist. I'm a huge advocate for psychotherapy. Uh, one of the things that is sometimes difficult about therapy is there's so much time spent on trauma and revisiting your past and you're just going over it over and over and over these things that have happened. There's almost There can almost be awareness overload. How many of you have been there? I know I have. Um, So what I love about the work I do is helping people intentionally release. Like how do we process, but in a way where we then set it down and we let it go. I am a huge fan of that, especially for disorganized attachment where that that past trauma is just playing on repeat like a broken record and it's it's sabotaging your current relationship. So healing past trauma in a way where you can fully release it. Okay. The final thing, and this is huge for any of the attachment styles, this is important and it is especially important for disorganized attachment style. And that is create emotional safety within yourself. And you are rewiring your brain to learn that connection is safe. Love is safe. It is safe for me to let people in. It is safe for me to connect with people. It is safe for me to be vulnerable. This is some of the trust piece. And you, and some of you listening are like, okay, Dr. Morgan, I get it. I know that that's what I should do, but how in the heck do I actually do it? And I can tell you that one of the big steps here is learning how to connect to self and how to create self trust so that you know, okay, I can stand up for myself. I can show up well in relationships. I can have my own back. And I can co-create secure attachment, right? And I, if I trust myself, then I can start to trust others and I can allow connection to come in. All right. I hope you got so much value out of this list. I love sharing this with you. There's not enough out there about disorganized attachment. And it is a topic that's so near and dear to my heart since I spent so many years in that place. 
So I'm sending you so much love if you relate to that. And I hope the growth areas were, were helpful for you. Um, once again, I am so grateful to be part of this community and I'm really excited about the future and all the episodes to come. I've got some really great things planned for you. I'm very excited. And thank you again for supporting the show. If you haven't left a review, that obviously means the world to me. That's what helps the show grow. So go leave a written review for us on Apple Podcasts. Um, and I hope you like the new cover art. We got a glow up. It's one of those things where, you know, the, the cover art was fine, but that was me in 2020 and I've grown and changed and it felt time to really change it and make it be in alignment with where I am today. So new cover art, new intro, outro, same Dr. Morgan, same great content. Um, and I'm just forever grateful for you all. Thank you for being part of this community. And of course, as always, I am wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram or Facebook. Make sure you tag me. It would mean the world to me if you took just a moment to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this show grow, the more people will be able to help. Until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.